Hello, and thanks for listening to JoJo's Bizarre Podcast. Hello. My name is Mark, and I am joined by Miles there. Hi, Miles. Hello. And I am also joined by Jackie. Hi. Uh, and we are three people, if you were counting, uh, that watch and review the anime JoJo's Bizarre Adventure by David Productions from 2012. But we watched all of it already. We watched all of that. We watched all the OVAs. We watched that live-action movie that wasn't any good. Uh, and we did podcast episodes about them, and you can find them on anchor.fm slash jjbpod. So now these, we're wandering through the wilderness like the Israelites. That's right. This podcast is going to go on for 39 more years. And hopefully, you can be our manna from heaven. <laughs> good. <laughs> don't, don't, don't do this, Miles. Don't pull me into my Hebrew school um, memory zone. I'll break out all the stops. You need a refresher, baby. Do you want to hear my theory on the rock that Moses hit with the stick because he was impatient? Yeah, I'm sure all of us do. I think it was a cactus. I think the rock, I think whatever dumbass wrote the Bible (laughs) didn't know what a cactus was. and was like, Moses was so impatient, he struck that green rock with a stick. But water did come out, didn't it? Because it's a cactus. and That spiky-ass rock. Full of water. What are you frowning at, Jackie? I don't know. You're looking at a Jewish person. He knows the Bible. Okay. Inside and out. Old Testament. I know. New stuff is a little bit eh. Anyway, these days we've been watching anime submitted through our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash jjbpod. And so this episode we will be talking about the anime adaptation called Bake Monogatari. Uh, which is the first in the Monogatari series. Uh, And we watched episodes one through three, some of us on Funimation, some of us on Crunchyroll or VRV. Ugh. And we have different opinions of those apps. You might be able to guess which is which. But before we get into the details, the nitty-gritty, a very expansive and deep-probing analysis of Bake Monogatari episodes one through three, we need to take a stop in our, oh man, I had the second word, subscriber story, mailbag monogatari. Mm. Mm, Jackie's narrowing her eyes at me. I don't think it worked. We need to stop and look at our emails. This is the section when we engage with our listeners and we say, wow, great comment. Thank you. Please share. Emails are written to jojosbizarrepod at gmail.com. And uh, we'll read pretty much whatever, but not really. We recommend that, you know, what you talk about should be anime related or related to something we brought up. You Mm -hmm. know, if we go outside the bounds of the JoJo anime, then obviously that's fair game, you know. But uh, don't 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 talk. Don't send us completely irrelevant things. Yeah. Let's keep it in the family. Unless it's really interesting. Then maybe. Is that the right phrase? Either way, keep it short. God. Keep it short. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to impose and we love all of you, we love your emails, but we're gonna have to crack that that tweet length rule. Crack the whip. 
Crack that whip. All right. This first email is from Brock, and the subject line is Annoying Internet Gundam Person. And his email is long. It is very interesting, detailed, and it seems like you know what you're talking about, Brock, but I'm going to do my best to just kind of run through it, and I'll read the whole thing later, I promise. Uh, Howdy, JJB Pod Crew. I messaged a few weeks or months ago, but a large amount of grammatical errors stopped me from writing emails to anime podcasts ever again. Okay, so now we've shamed this person twice. Aww. <laughs> this, I see lots of capital letters. I see lots of punctuation, so I think that's probably great. Um, You're doing great. But you guys did a Gundam episode, so I had to be that guy. I'm assuming there will be other emails like this, so if every email before this one is an explanation of Gundam minutia, feel free to skip or skim this email. Cool. Uh, Thanks. Uh, I'm also doing this bullet point style, and I'm really scattershot because I'm trying to remember what questions you guys were asking during the episode, but I can't re-listen right now. Sorry. Okay. A major issue with Gundam lore in the West is that the original timeline shows have barely any representation on streaming platforms oh that's true there is a prequel sequel nearly two decades after the og show and a side story which we watched eighth ms team but the original show is not on there the alternate universe shows are good but you don't get an idea of what gundam as a series is about um as the through line uh the other barrier to entry is the original 1979 series uh not everyone can appreciate 43 episodes of 70s anime uh, which Brock feels is required viewing to really understand Gondam. Gondam. To really Gondam style. <laughs> uh, Brock feels that the 79 series is essential to understanding the universe of Gundam. Um, the Zeon seem to be the good guys. Yeah, we were talking about how, uh, well, it may have been Jackie's take that the Zeons yeah. were the good guys. I don't know if I felt that way. I don't know. Um, I think we're, we're supposed to like them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Brock feels that there's a good amount of moral ambiguity in Gundam. Cool. And Zeon started very peacefully, wanted to smoothly separate, uh, but there was an assassination. Um, it became less than peaceful. And then this dilemma arose of should they be independent or should Earth um, just sort of ignore the needs of these individual colonies like Zeon? That sounds cool. It sounds very adult. Uh, why they use giant mechs instead of something more practical? Uh, it looks cool. Um, no, there's there's some sci-fi jargon, Minovsky particles and shit. That makes sense. Uh, Brock's not going to try to remember why the leader of the 8th MS team had to be a teen, uh, but it's mostly just because of this existing trope of child soldiers in Gundam. Uh, in the original series... The cast was brought together due to nearly all the adults and military elite being murdered by Zeon. Oh, wow. Interesting word choice there. Murder. I wonder what side of the line you fall on. (laughs) Hmm. Uh, So the 19-year-old soldier was promoted to a ship full of younger teens. And that's just kind of the format for Gundam, it seems. Um, Common refrain among non-Mecha fans that mech shows only focus on the robots. And by extension, the mech that they like is different because it focuses on the characters. This is usually said by people who watch Neon Genesis Evangelion and not other mecha. Not calling anyone out, I thought NGE was the greatest anime ever made years ago. In reality, I think far more mecha shows are character-driven and just need a fair shake. It's sort of the I-like-all-music-except-rap of anime world, I think. Ooh. Uh, Mm. Miles said he wouldn't be taking anyone's Gundam recommendations, so I don't recommend Gundam War in the Pocket. (laughs) Thanks. So, sorry for the novel of an email. I think I skimmed it okay. Hope you guys have fun watching whatever you're going to watch. Sincerely, Brock. P.S. Every time I close my eyes, I wake up in an existential dread from having to pay off a single ER bill for the rest of my 20s. Oh, no. Email me, mm. Brock. 
I know everything about health insurance. Ooh, yes. Ask Miles about health insurance. Miles is offering to pay your bills. What if people start writing in and ask now ask, uh, like, I don't know. They start uh, asking like policy genius questions of Miles. You'll have to eat, find my work email. <laughs> JoJo's Bizarre Policy Podcast. <laughs> there you go. Pod genius. Then I could probably get them to sponsor us does your does your uh company have an have a podcast no but we advertise on a lot of podcasts we should start we should start the policy genius podcast the three of us just have a new podcast let's do it all of the emails would be about anime (laughs) we just take this one and just rename it (laughs) perfect um yeah brock i actually liked your email it was really long but um this answered a lot of questions that I have, and I appreciate it. Um, I no will grammatical say we are going, errors from what I could discern. Sincerely is missing an E. Um, but Oh, come on. You know, what spelling are you, error, you dork. For the record, I don't oh, care. Oh, good point. Actually, I don't care about technically, grammar. Yeah. Wait, what's not a spelling error? What? Well, a spelling error is not a grammatical error. Ah, okay. Well, don't shouldn't be in all caps. Can I? Is that true, Miles? Ah. Is this AP style? Don't be picky. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm being picky, so I'm not wrong. (laughs) I'm allowed to do that. Uh, We are watching another Gundam series for the podcast pretty soon-ish. But just so you don't get your hopes up, it is not War in the Pocket, uh, which is the title of my uh, memoir about trying to jerk off in public. No. Oh, sorry. This podcast is only for adults, by the way. (laughs) Sorry, your memoir is, is about not trying to jerk off in public? Right. That's the war that I wage. Oh, against it's a losing battle, baby. <laughs> Miles has been on the bus with me before. Um, I, whatever. I've never gotten negative feedback on this podcast. I don't know if that's true. This email is from Desiria. Uh, the subject line is Heyo. Hey, JJB Pod Crew. IDK, if this is the right email, but I wanted to give you a recommendation for an anime to watch. You got the right email, baby. Honestly, I think you should watch Haiku. It's a good anime about volleyball, of all things, and it's got great character development. Although I've watched only about half of season two and all of season one, it's a great anime. 10 slash 10, am recommending. Okay. P.S. This is my first email because I just started watching yesterday. Watching what? Watching us? Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Uh, but I love the content. Keep up the good content. Love you guys. Aw, I love you too. PPS, every time I close my eyes, I wake up feeling so, so cold because I'm in Canada. Yay, listener from Canada. How do, how do I move to Canada? Tell me. Mm. Write in and tell me how to move to Canada. Why would you want to? Uh, that's a good point. We're crushing it. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Things are so great over here. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, isn't Haiku one that we're going to watch at some point? Didn't someone uh, Patreon pick it? You spoiled it, but yes. Ah. This is, um, many people, by many, I mean, you know, relative to our podcast, but several people have recommended Haiku, but recently someone did what our Patreon is good for and they uh, threw some money at us, so we will be watching Haiku fairly soon. 
we're just we're getting to everyone's demands we might make fun of your emails we might skim them but we're watching what you want us to watch we're watching gundams we're watching volleyballs (laughs) whatever the next email is i i maybe not we have a backlog of of uh some patreon picks which is exciting but we have 39 years to get to all this stuff that's right and then when we finally get to the land of milk and honey i will not be allowed in because i lost my faith in the desert at one point Oh, man. Sorry, Mark. Can anybody argue that Moses got a fair deal? No. It's ridiculous. <coughs> if that's God, I don't want to believe in him. All right. Calm down. Sorry. The land anyway. of milk and honey is just the next series in, in this metaphor, Mark. That's right. I won't be allowed to watch <laughs> Land of Milk and Honey. I guarantee you that is the name of a manga or light novel or something. I just wanted to stop Correspondence Corner for a moment and address my earlier claim that the land of milk and honey is probably a manga. I looked up milk and honey anime and found there's a hentai called milk money. It's a hentai series featuring a woman named Kyoko who to relieve herself of the pain of her unsuckled milk. All right, I'm done. That's I'm not finishing that, but it's close. It's not quite as um, religious as I, I had thought it might be. This email is from Martin. Martin says, I'll keep this email brief because I have so much homework and other projects to do. By the way, the subject line is too stressed, LOL. My bi-weekly candy report is back, baby. Yeah. I haven't been able to go to that specific store where the foreign candy can be found, sadly, but I do did have something I could try, and that is Skittles. I believe we didn't have Skittles until a few years ago, and suddenly we had them in every candy section. I've had it before, but I still remember being vastly disappointed that it isn't chocolate like M&M's. Yeah, a lot of people fall victim to that. They look criminally similar. But after I got over that hurdle, I do quite enjoy them. Don't really have a favorite, but I can say that I don't like the yellow one that much. I didn't know they tasted different. I'll include a picture of that section in next week's email so you can see if there's anything you'd like me to try. I do remember seeing some warheads in there, so I might go for those in two weeks. Uh, I hope you're used to sour stuff. P.S. I believe Mars bars have more stickier caramel than the Milky Way, but I'd have to test them out to know for sure. But I can say that Bounty is the worst chocolate bar from the Mars company. Hmm. Never heard PPS, of it. PPS, horny for that ambrosia bottle. Thanks, Have I Martin. talked about Skittles jelly beans on this podcast? No, but please, dish. Uh, when I started my job, the this person sitting next to me had a bag of Skittles jelly beans, which I did not know existed. I don't like jelly beans, but I like Skittles, and these are jelly beans that taste like Skittles. Anyway, I uh, got a cavity in like a week. <laughs> They are really good, and they do taste better than regular jelly beans. I'm with you. Um, Jackie, what was your reaction to hearing that there's a candy bar, a chocolate bar called Bounty? That's a brand of paper towels that we use. And actually, I don't say paper towels. I just say Bounty. <laughs> yeah, I think that th- that's like a very quick reason why we don't have a candy called Bounty. Yeah. It's here. the quilted quicker picker-upper. Yes. It is the quilted quicker picker-upper. But you could make the same slogan for the chocolate bar if you just put some caffeine in it. You know what I mean? That's true. You'd also have to figure out how to make like quilty chocolate. Whatever. Someone read the next email. It's from our dear, dear friend, Chad. Man in Hawaii. Yes, our man in Hawaii. The subject line is writings on the wall, posted signs, and other assorted items. Nice. Aloha, JJB pod crew. I've tried to watch this week's show, Bakemonogatari multiple times dating back from when it was supposedly one of the most difficult shows to be fan subbed and now uh, to access across multiple streaming channels 
my biggest issue this time around was not obsessing over what all the hyper quick subtitled text is sharing. I spent about 20 minutes watching the first five minutes reversing, pausing, repeat until I could read what was being flashed on screen besides an egregious panty shot. I did not do that. <laughs> uh, it turned out much of the text in the minute or two after the panty shot detail what happened to the main character and reveals the preposterous name of what I can only guess is an important character. What do you all think about subtitles for things that are written on screen? This show took a stylistic approach with the almost missing scene text shots to add to the overall mystique, so missing the info at first is maybe part of the effect? I love the premise of Bakemonogatari because I already have an affinity for ghost stories, and I'll definitely try to watch it again since you all are checking it out. Do you happen to have a favorite ghost story or urban legend? If so, what is it and where did you hear it? Hope everyone had wonderful Thanksgivings here in the States. For all those outside of the U.S., I hope you all had a great Thursday, Friday, and weekend too. Mahalo, Chad. Yay. Thanks, Chad. Um, I think we should start with the thing that isn't the anime first, because I think we will probably address your questions about the stylization of the anime in the... The segment when we talk about it so my answer is no oh uh do you happen to have a favorite ghost story or urban legend what is it and where did you hear it uh miles i'm gonna start with you on that i said my answer is no oh well i i thought you were addressing the stuff that i said we'd address later that's good jackie i'm trying to think i mean like i tend to always think of like the hook hand one you know I don't know. It's just this one where it's like a couple are driving on the radio. They're like, there's a guy out there with a hook for a hand. And they're like, no, it's bullshit. You're trying to, I don't remember. But at the end of it, there's a hook in the car door handle. Mm. Um, I like that one where uh, someone's driving and they're scared because there's headlights flashing at them from behind. And they're worried this car keeps speeding up and turning its headlights on. And then when they get home and they get out of the car, the other car approaches, you know, pulls up and someone gets out and they point out that there was someone in the back seat who was mm. you know unbeknownst to the driver and they were going to climb up and attack the driver so they were flashing their high beams to mm. make this person not attack it's a happy ending yeah a complete bullshit story um I, I, bloody mary is cool you know yeah bloody mary is cool i it took me a while to try it to try it i was like mm-hmm. mark you have to get over your obsession with this urban legend, you just have to say it into the mirror. I remember doing it. And then I would say it twice and then be like, I have things to do. I remember doing it. We were um, we were staying at a hotel, I think, on our way to Florida because we used to drive down to Florida every year. We were staying in a hotel. And I don't know, I woke up in the middle of the night for whatever reason. And I was like, you know, let me just try this Bloody Mary thing. And so I just, in the middle of the night, said Bloody Mary a bunch of times in front of the mirror and nothing happened and i'm still alive and it was fine yeah but i think that's a good one too it's we don't even remember what mary's deal is but it's she just comes out and kills you yeah if you say bloody mary three times it's like weird though right you're supposed to say it into the mirror with the lights off mm-hmm. which is hard to do the lights because are off mirrors rely on light to work oh i i my, in my memory i could see myself in the dark but what the urban legend is jackie the one who has night vision (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't know i remember turning off the lights in my i definitely turn off the lights but maybe maybe my memory is just i was in pitch black i don't actually know 
Or maybe there was ambient light from like the parking lot if you were on the first floor. Yeah, if there that's was a what window. It, that's what it was for me in, in my parents' bathroom. But it was weird because I was conscious of that. So it's like, does Bloody Mary expect me to have other lights on in the house? You know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a little weird. Anyway, that's our favorite urban legend. Yeah. I feel like I've talked about the headlights thing on another episode of this podcast. So sorry. If you want to support the show, our show, I mean, not one of the anime we've mentioned, you can go to patreon.com slash jjbpod and you can just support the show starting at a dollar a month. That does actually help, especially when there are some anime apps that are better than others and you might want to have multiple subscriptions. Uh, Your money helps us uh, do that. And um, we have a Patreon feed where I'll post extra show notes. Miles will explain the pop culture references that we make that don't have to do with anime, uh, which I think is helpful for our listeners that live uh, overseas or are, you know, much younger than us, which I think I've described 99% of our audience. So check that out. And um, if you pay us $15, even just one time, you don't have to make a huge commitment. For one God's time. Sake. For one time, we'll watch uh, three episodes of the anime of your choosing. Uh, and that explains a lot of what December is going to be because you people are great. And I think it must, it must be the holiday spirit coming around. Which holiday? Who knows? Doesn't matter. But people are being really cool. Everyone's doing it. More and more people are giving us money. Um, Yay. So if you go to patreon.com slash JJBpod, you can make us watch something as long as it isn't uh, milk money or any other kind of head dye. We can't watch that. I can't wait till we can finally buy the JJB pod yacht. <laughs> We're getting close. We're so close. <laughs> uh, I guess it depends on how you define yacht. Okay, let's take a break and then we'll be back to talk about Bake Monogatari. Okay, bye. And we're back to talk about the Monogatari series, or more specifically, Bake Monogatari, which uh, means monster story. Uh, and we watched the first three episodes of the TV anime, uh, which came out in 2009. Oh my goodness. Feels like forever ago. Um, we watched it on a Funimation app on the Funimation app because we started out with uh, the VRV or Crunchyroll app, uh, which just seemed to be at a lower resolution and it had the Aniplex who I guess is like the distributor company logo. Miles, did, you watched the rest of it on that app. Did it have the Aniplex logo the entire time? Not that I like on the bottom. I think it might've yeah. actually. Yeah. That, that between that and the lower quality, it was driving me nuts. And so I was like, let's see what Funimation is doing. And it's better just objectively. It's 1080p looks gorgeous. Didn't have that stupid logo. Yeah. But yeah, this is an anime that, uh, like I said, came out in 2009. It is based on a very popular light novel series that uh, started in 2006 and is still going. Is this the first, like where we started, is that the first episode of yeah. the anime? Believe it or not. Yeah. Okay. Because it seemed like there was a lot of like context as if it was like a, a second part of something you know it is and they he's written um prequels that's why chad was saying in the beginning when there's like that panty shot and a bunch of text flashes Mm -hmm. apparently that text summarizes what happened to him Uh, because yeah the anime it sounds like other stuff already happened to him Mm -hmm. did you read any of that text no 
as much as I could, but that is not. We didn't pause much. to read it. No. Yeah. No. Um, and I'll get into my experience with all the text on screen stuff because I started to. It, it made me think of something. Let me just get a, a little bit into the the backstory here. So the light novel series is written by someone named Nishio Ishin. Uh, he writes it as Nishio Ishin because that becomes a palindrome where it's the same way forwards as it is backwards. And I S I O I S I N. It's very cute. Um, and if you didn't know, a light novel is basically it's as many words as a novel typically, but it's, written in ways that are easier to grasp for middle school and high schoolers. Is it and a novel ju- of pure light? The, yeah, it's a novel written about the main character from Death Note. Ha ha ha. No one's ever done that joke before. Um, speaking of this, uh, this author, Nishio, uh, has written a light novel for Death Note and uh, one or two other series, but seems to be mostly famous for his Monogatari series. Um so yeah, light novels are all the rage over there in Japan. They're just basically like young adult genres, but they're in a little four by six inch format, maybe two thirds the size of a standard novel elsewhere. And uh, apparently are easier to grasp. This, this just from the first episode did not feel very youth, youth oriented, but I guess a lot of young adult books have violence and sex and stuff. Mone, mone. What is that? You don't know that song? Moan and moan and feel all right. Yeah, the Billy, Billy Idol, right? Yeah. That's a good song, but what are you singing it for? Is is the name of the show a reference to it? You're asking if Mono Gatari is a reference to Moni Moni? Yeah. It is. You did it. <laughs> You're right. You figured it out. Yes, finally. Podcast over. Um. Yeah. So, basically, this... The Monogatari series is like pretty confusing because it goes like this, then they do a prequel, which hopefully explains this kid. Mm. Then they do a sequel and then they do another prequel. And I don't know if that means it's further before huh. or is there still stuff in between they leave out? Uh, oh, but by the way, other popular light novel series that became anime include Haruhi Suzumiya, uh, Full Metal Panic. And uh, if you remember that Tom Cruise movie, Edge of Tomorrow. Oh. That's based on the Japanese light novel. All you need is kill. I've seen that. Yeah, it's good, right? Yeah. I've also seen Haruhi Suziyama. Su- su- uh, yeah. Suzumi. <laughs> Haruhi seen, Suzumoni. I've seen it too. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. They also oh, tried like to tell that out of order, and then they were like, fuck, we fucked up, and they released it in order, and then they tried it again. Maybe we'll touch on it. It's got some good music in there. Uh, the Monogatari series, it's like, I don't know how to sum this show up, but it's sort of about high school kids dealing with supernatural issues that seem to be stand-ins for, you know, social and emotional issues. Um, I think it's a cool idea if that's what the show is. Yeah. Which is, I think what it is. There's this whole crab thing that is like, you find out is about someone's grief Mm-hmm. And that it's like the weight. I feel oh. like this could have been like a Buffy the Vampire Slayer episode. Like the oh. three episodes that we saw. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. And we technically you know, did could not. Be, could be like WB. Like, I mean, in a different, like a little bit more corny and American way. Um, yeah. But I think it's like, it. it's that kind of like teen dealing with teens, dealing with teen stuff, but also dealing with supernatural stuff. But way better amounts of nudity and near nudity. Yeah. Than WB ever delivered on. 
it's it's wb like uh sci-fi teen dramas were all about like the tension and the and the looks and the yeah the Mm -hmm. what's the word tent the energy will they um, won't they yeah what is it what is it called (sighs) i guess sexual tension is the is what that's called i don't know Mm. yeah tension yeah um except this i feel like is way more involved of a like supernaturalness and like seems more original than buffy which seems to mostly go on vampire lore but they bring in other monsters and stuff right buffy brings in other monsters yeah another like there's also like a kind of monster of the week kind of thing where like i don't know like there might be a some demon is possessing a computer and now there's like a computer program that is making I need the to see this episode. do weird things. <laughs> is this a real episode? Yeah, that's an episode. Ooh, something baby. like that. There's something like that where there's like the, it's something about the computers. And actually it also reminds me of Sailor Moon because there's an episode of uh, early episode of Sailor Moon where Sailor Mercury, who's the smart one is going to, She's doing a lot of of studying, like test prep kind of stuff. And she, uh, and there's like the CD that's like, I don't know, possessed by the monsters. Like this, this like disc. Oh, a CD. Like a disc, like that people are putting into their computers to like study. And it's like a study software. Um, and it's like possessed. And if you watch it, you get hypnotized. Maybe and, they were playing it backwards. Yeah. And it was saying, my sweet Satan. We should. Like that. Oh, that could be fun. We should just watch like, I don't know episodes of shows episodes of anime that's like about weird tech things happening and then have a tech episode oh man watch like three random three episodes from three different shows about like tech weird tech things and talk about it okay we have to get serial experiments lane back in there okay because i will finish that show one day um and that has a lot of retro tech shit um do you want to hear yeah. about the murderer's row of programming WB had between 1997 and 2000? Yeah. Murderer's row. So Buffy the like a like it was just a killer lineup. Okay. Uh Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh Dawson's Creek. Uh, Felicity. Away. Charmed. Smallville. Roswell. And later the Buffy the Vampire Slayer spinoff Angel. All mm. huge hits. Roswell, the original Roswell was really fucking good. Real, It's better than all of those that you just listed, actually. Wow. wow. Yeah, it's but- really good. Like, legit good. If you haven't seen Roswell, watch Roswell. It's legit good. <laughs> all right, I have an idea. What we do is we start a podcast. That's, about Roswell? <laughs> no, that's all about all the shows Miles didn't name that were complete flops. <laughs> we just watch all of like the late 90s wb programs that sucked ass or just no one liked and that's what we do and people will write in and be like you should watch i don't since creek and we're like shut the fuck up i don't think there were any mark i think they were all just good you are so naive i think they were all all the ones that were on tv were good doubtful at that time highly doubtful you just don't remember all the garbage all well, these, these shows all the time they come out with stuff and they promote it and they're like hey and then someone's like no i don't like it or just like happen to do badly the nielsen box people didn't watch it and it just pff, hopes and dreams in the toilet also before anybody writes in and asks i have not seen the new roswell that's on like netflix or whatever yeah don't uh, write in about that okay i'm probably i feel like i'm not interested in it because it's not the original roswell and it can't be as good 
Wow. Also, the books are good too. I I started reading some of the Roswell because they're based on books. The Roswell oh. series is based on a book series, and I read so I read some of the books too because I'm I like saying, the show. What do I always say? Things based on books typically make more sense and are easier to understand and follow. You know that catchy thing I'm always saying. Uh huh. Are you talking about anyway. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure? That's why you like <laughs> Mark. That's why you like anime so much because it's based on manga. It's based on the best kind of books, ones with pictures. Yay. Yay. All right. Look, this one thing I liked about this show. Okay. Let me to get to get to talk about like the elephant in the room, which is the animation style and all the flashing text and pretty much Chad's question. This is animated by a studio called Shaft. You damn right. And they also did a show that I've seen all of called Sayonara Zetsubo Sensei. Uh, which is a great show. It's very like commentary on Japanese society and media, which means half of it went over my head. Uh, but uh, it's very funny, visually great. And I, I forgot about how many, how much text there is that just flashes on the screen. And this show does it a lot too, where they like to break the fourth wall and tell you about how this is a blank panel or animation missing, or this is animation number 248. And um, I do like that stylization, but to answer Chad's question, I don't like when they try to subtitle everything on the screen. I think they should only subtitle what's important. Um, we've seen shows where it's like the odd street sign gets a subtitle. And when you when you don't do everything, inevitably I'm going to think you're subtitling the important things. Like, oh, the name of this shop is translated because I need to know what they're talking about later. Mm-hmm. But if this is an animation studio that just has a fuck ton of text on screen my eye is being distracted trying to pick up all the stuff when really it's just like this is a billboard for you know cigarettes how did you guys feel about all the subtitles i did not care about them are, are you talking about like the one that stuff flashes on the screen it was saying a bunch of random stuff i guess that is kind of a different thing because i also don't care for that oh yeah i, I think- contributed to like I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt Jackie. No, go ahead, Miles. I it contributed to like the quick cuts and the text flashing on screen. Like it I found it annoying and it it I felt like it was interrupting the things that I wanted to see. I agree. It uh it like with all the text flashing on screen, I'm not gonna stop and read all that shit. Damn. So why are you what like what it's just it's pointless to me. Like me, yeah, maybe I catch some random thoughts, but it it's just feels unnecessary and it puts me off to it. Do you think you'd feel different though if it was in a native language? Like if it was all just in English? No. If anything, I I would if I was like watching this by myself on my computer, I would pause it maybe to like read the things by myself. But that's not how shows should work. Like the it's a it, because if they wanted you to read it, they could leave it on the screen long enough for you to read it. Or you, you could, know you could read the book. <sighs> what what? No no I'm joking I'm I'm not really joking. What I'm saying is like if you are making a visual medium that moves and stuff, don't rely on text too much because if you want people to read, they should just read the book. Right. Well yeah. Well then you're agreeing with me because what I'm That's saying what, yeah, is exactly. like it's unnecessary if you're gonna make it flash that quickly. Like, uh, either, well, either don't make it flash quickly or don't do it at all or do it in a, in a creative way where it, it's, it uh, signals to the viewer 
that we want we don't expect you to read it like instead of it being like it's on the screen it's like flashing of different text on the screen they could like I don't know make it all the text at once like moving around you know what I mean and because if, if they, they want do, they do also do that sometimes. if they want you to like you know have have something that's there long enough but it be like too much like overwhelming like things that are, are moving very quickly so that you don't really get a chance to um so it's like you you whatever information you catch is what you catch but like it's not encouraging you to pause and and read it I think that is kind of what they were going for here because if, you know, remember that it is originally broadcast on TV. Right. And so you don't have the option. And so I think that considering these are experienced, you know, animators, that they are making a show that you can enjoy just by watching the show and all the text is there as just flavor, you know? Um, And that if you do care or you did already read the novel and you're familiar, then this stuff will make more sense to you. But it's just sort of there to kind of fill in, and it's just their style because I, they do have a lot more source material. I think they have a, a book. It's just un, to me, it's unnecessary styling. Unnecessary. Well, like, style is is unnecessary. Let's I be mean. cool. Well, that's what it is. That's what style is. It, you know, you don't need it, but you feel cool. I feel it feels like it's trying too hard. Okay, I think that's fair. Um, what did you guys think of the live action stuff that was in there? Inc- or that weird composite where I think it was what's the the lead's name is Koyomi the main character I think where it's like a paper cutout of him and then a spoon goes into it and like his head is filled with pasta or salad I thought all of that was cool that was cool right it was cool was- did you like the live action stuff though like seeing what's her name's um, Hitagi's mom like at one point and it's like an actual actress I don't remember seeing that it's like you see hitagi in the background and it's talking about her mom and the cult leader and her mom is just crouching down but it's like a real actress but her face is replaced with oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. text oh. that just says the vowels it says a-e-e-u-o oh i didn't catch that but yeah all that all that stuff was cool because yeah. it's like in memories and it has to do with cults and so it's all creepy i liked it they toned down like the quick cutting after the first episode hmm that makes uh, sense i guess they really felt bad about all the um missing prequel stuff because yeah the thing about this show is that the way it starts is that it feels like here's just a kid here's a regular human boy who encounters this girl who weighs 10 pounds and is just like sucked into this world of like what the fuck is going on right like we saw that with keys niver it's a bunch of regular high school kids who get pulled into this mm-hmm. underground thing you've seen it in a lot of stuff um, but I like that in this show, there's the reveal where he's like, oh yeah, I was a vampire and I can heal instantly. And there's a guy I know who helped me not be a vampire. And you're like, oh, okay. He's not just like a, a stand in for us. He's also part of this world and his past is a mystery to us. So it, it lends some intrigue, but then you do also have that trade off where you're like, wait, I feel like I missed something. Yeah. You know what else the common thread between those shows is? Uh, gigantic high schools who builds these giant high schools yeah it's true how, they're really how many really kids go there yeah the, those stairs that they were on when she had uh when she had an entire trapper keeper self full of uh school utensils they're on a staircase that's like as wide as like 10 students it was absurd but yeah i i personally do like this animation style the other things they do that are cool and stylistic are the outlines i noticed are red and not black did you guys see that no that's cool the that's outlines a cool around, little touch 
yeah, around characters and objects, it was a dark red. It was like a crimson oh, color. It wasn't black. That's cool. And they didn't do it as much as they did in Zetsubo Sensei. But if someone like, um, what's his fucking, I don't remember anybody's name. I was just looking at all the text. The guy who uh, can heal people, the guy who's like a Shinto trained. It's like o- Oshini, o- uh, o- something with an O. I think it's Oshiri. No, that means butt. Um, whatever. He's wearing clothes that have a, he's wearing like a pattern Osh- shirt. Oshino. Oshino. He has like a pattern shirt. And did you guys notice that when he moved, the pattern like stayed in place? Yeah, that happened with the girl's underwear too. Oh yeah, of course it did. Oh really? Uh, yeah, that's something else that I saw Shaft do in, in Zetsubo Sensei. And I kind of like it. It also, again, I think kind of breaks the fourth wall. It reminds you that you're not looking at a real thing because that's not how shit works in real life. Mm-hmm. But uh, it seems cool. It seems like something they had to do on purpose to be weird. The show is horny. The show is really horny. And it was this thing where this girl is like needlessly on display. But then like she's so vocal about it that it kind of like went past the realm of like, hey, this is ridiculous. Who would do this? It becomes the thing where you're like, oh, okay. She is intentionally being naked and half naked. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, I guess that's not as bad or like distracting as i thought it makes me wonder how common it is for like girls to have no shame or modesty and like all this comfort with their naked bodies yeah i, I was really shocked like, that because, they went like, there you, it's like a trope you see in i feel like a lot in anime um where there's just like a girl like the girl's just like oops i'm naked or like i'm naked and it's no big deal or, yeah, I don't right. know. Oh, I, I'm naked because I was in the shower. My clothes are not right next to me in the shower as they are usually. And right. I don't care that you can see me naked. Right. I'm just going to walk around like normal and it's it's fine. Like, who cares? It's, the, I mean, the earliest example for us probably would be Ayanami Ray from Evangelion. Right. Uh, where but it, it's definitely a trope. Yeah. I've, I've seen it multiple times in it. Oh, yeah. I've opened the TV Tropes article about it. Oh, okay. Um, Sweet. Yeah, we've got it in Evangelion. We've got it in Negima. We've got it in Ranma. We've got it in Fushigi Yugi. We've got it in fucking Toradora. Durarara. Code Gyasu. All the animes love it. And yeah, I don't think too many girls are... Jackie, were you doing that in, in high school? No. Did you get out of a shower? I don't remember I d- I you don't, doing that to me. I don't know anybody... I don't think I knew anybody who was like this... There was one girl I met who who was like boobs are weird, and so she like was more free about them in general. Wait, she said she was like one person out of all the girls I've met in my entire life in high school. She said boobs are weird, and then she was like, "These are just like just big things that guys go crazy about, and I don't care." So yeah, if you want to see them or if you want to touch them, I I don't mind. But like that's a and I thought that that girl was weird because <laughs> like it's the same mentality though, right? <laughs> it's similar to me. Yeah. As, as like these anime characters. So maybe, but I feel like they're, oh, this type of person is overrepresented in anime yes. because society makes you feel uncomfortable about your body and want to protect your private parts. It's not just that. It's that <laughs> if you are doing it for the way that she intends here or that maybe more people would do if the problem is if you're doing it to try and entice someone and they're like, oh, ew, stop it. You're going to feel like absolute garbage. Mm. You're really putting yourself out there if you're just like, it's also, I mean, 
ignore the fact that it's like unwanted unasked for nudity right which would make yeah. a lot of people fucking uncomfortable it's also just that if you're like yeah this will probably turn them on you just go out there naked and they're like ew what the fuck then you yeah. know you're gonna want to die inside yeah uh so i i this is my thesis on why people do not do this more often but i think it makes sense for her character because she's supposed to be we later learn she's kind of dead inside totally dtf oh uh, dead inside dead inside mark dead to fuck wait (laughs) (laughs) she's dead inside because she's just let all the weight be lifted off of her by a crab or whatever so i think that just makes her she doesn't feel anything you know, all the pain is gone. All the shame is gone. Yeah. Everything. That's interesting. That's I thought I think. it was just that she had like a I neglectful think, childhood. And so she just wants to get attention. It could be that too. I think I, I mean, maybe I'm just making it. And she's a, got the bot for it. It's probably just an excuse to, because also, by the way, another thing that I thought of just like at, now that we're on the topic of like naked women and stuff. Well, the first episode, like the first few scenes start with like the first scene starts with a panty shot. Second episode starts with her showering. Third episode, oh, yeah. uh, it, t- it gets you a little bit longer into it before you see her naked. But I mean, I think she's naked pretty early in the third episode as well. Um, and so I was like, did this show come on like after a really big show and they wanted to like show people titties so that they stayed watching it you know what i mean because it's like first scene or like like super 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 early in the episode they like give you some fan service and i wonder if that was a way to hook people into watching it like after you know like if you're just leaving the tv on and like before you change the channel look at this yeah just an eye catch uh so to summarize the show it's about a high school boy as they all are who first he's meeting with uh, the class president. He's the vice class president in his high school. They're going over this fucking school festival thing. That's also an anime trope. Uh, He's walking through school one day and he sees a girl falling uh, and he goes to catch her. And uh, instead of it killing both of them, uh, he catches her no problem because we later learn she weighs 10 pounds. Uh, And he tells the class president about this girl and her name is weird. It's Hitagi Senjogahara a name that for some reason was familiar to me and I don't know why. Um, apparently it's a geographical name, so there might be a it's place. It's a location. Yeah, I don't know where. Um, or it might have been something in a different anime. Can we, before we get too deep into this description, because before this we see the, we see one intro, which is just like a bunch of like gruesome things with no lyrics. And oh, then yeah. more stuff happens. And then we see another intro and it's just staplers and staples and it's stable staple and it's all a staple anime. And I was like, what is a staple anime? And if you showed me this intro by itself, I would think it was like about Milton from Office Space or something. Just a staple yeah. anime. Uh, it made me think about like, imagine cells at work, but it's all about office stationary yeah. interacting with each other. <laughs> and I want to see that. I want to see how, you know, the three hole punch feels about the pencil sharpener and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And that may also be an anime. I'm not going to look it up because it could be a hentai and I don't want that either. Um, or do I? <laughs> but yeah, it's like, it has this like series intro where it's a lot of quick cutting in text and you really don't know what the fuck is going on. Then we get the OP, which is called Staple Stable, frustratingly backwards in terms of adjective versus noun. And it's a lot of 3D animation of staples. And then the show has a stapler in it for like five seconds. It's yeah. like it's a critical scene, but it's 
after, as I was talking about, you know, the main character talking to the class president about the festival, he goes outside and the 10 pound girl, um, Hitagi is right there and is like, Hey, were you fucking talking about me? And she shoves an exacto knife into his mouth and then a stapler around the other, uh, entry, but uh, the other side of his mouth. And I think that's the only time a stapler is important, but that is the OP for the next episode. Um, she threatens to kill him if uh, he, you know, doesn't just ignore her and never talk about her. Uh, but he later encounters her and is like, maybe I can help you. And she's like, I'm about to fuck you up because I know you heard me tell you not to fucking talk to me. But he shows her like, because she did end up stapling him. It wasn't just a threat. She did staple the inside of his mouth. But he shows that he has no wound anymore. And she drops all of the stationary weapons that she was about to use, which uh, included a lot of protractors and shit. And so he's like, oh, yeah, I I have rapid regeneration because I used to be a vampire. And this guy, Oshino, whose name is not but, uh, helps me with that. And maybe he can help you. Um, Can I say some things? Yes. All right. Um, Number one. Uh... Oh right! What, uh, I wrote down as a note uh, with all the with all the flashing text and stuff. I was like, I feel like these are subliminal messages, and I'm gonna like give all my money to somebody or like kill myself or something. Oh my god! That's what the messages are. Another thing I have written down is uh, when they were talking about um, what's her name the 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 late girl. Um, oh, uh, Hitagi. When they were talking about her. Um, they were described she was like beautiful and athletic and rich and then she's a mysterious illness happened to her and she's very mysterious and i was like what is why why are anime why do anime love mysterious rich girls so much because there's a lot of mysterious who rich girls. a lot of mysterious rich girls in yeah high score who are, girl who are also like beautiful and perfect <laughs> I mean, and smart right I, I, that's and rich a, that's, that's, a, that's a pretty per purveyant what the fuck is it what is it when it's common prevalent prevalent thank you trope isn't it right like you want to marry into a family or i guess is is you're feeling like in western stuff it's more like the man is rich yes and he's you, ha- rich and handsome and like he falls for the peasant girl that's that's a novella but <laughs> uh, <I laughs> that's every know. novella <laughs> maybe that has to do more with like feudal and imperial japan like how people would uh, get married back then i don't know or there's just some seminal fucking book that really firmly established men wanting to marry aristocratic fine yeah. young ladies who knows well yeah I, I think in well in west in western media that center like a boy like it's aimed towards boys and it's a boy character i don't think it uh usually it's just like a beautiful like sweet person like someone who's really nice and pretty yeah but we i mean right? you have like beauty and the beast is about uh, an aristocratic mysterious man who of course turns out to That's it's a true. little bit more complicated than that uh cinderella it's about the the pauper girl right but that's not aimed towards boys neither of those i think maybe maybe beating the beast but i'm talking about because this show is aimed towards boys yeah peter pan is a boy who's tiny and <laughs> wants to talking about be with a full size i don't know anything about peter pan you've never seen peter pan yeah we talked about this right tinkerbell's only tiny peter pan's normal sized tinkerbell's a babe 
She is a babe, but she's, she's a very, very tiny babe. She's very thick for a, being a tiny little Tinkerbell. <laughs> okay, that I, I didn't know all of that, but okay. She's got a she's got an hourglass figure on yeah. that little on that little like three inch frame or whatever. Perhaps smaller bodies make it more sustainable for curves. They don't reach like a mass that anyway. I'm just I'm done. Listeners, don't Google Tinkerbell ass right now. Okay, I know you're thinking about doing it. You'll get the actual full official movie. Um, what are we talking about? <laughs> it doesn't. We were trying. We were like trying to get more intellectual and deep than we're qualified to. So <laughs> we're like, just wait a minute. Move I don't on. study West. We're not here to study Western media. I can't compare. Listeners, write in and tell us why uh, things are the way they are. Uh, anyway, what are, what are shows geared towards boys that have like a, a romantic love interest? What shows that are geared towards boys where there is a girl love interest? It's like all of them. Well, name one. Evangelion. No, I don't mean anime. I mean in Western oh. cartoons and stuff. I don't know. Boy Meets World? Oh, cartoons only? I don't know. Yeah, it's just it's usually like a pretty girl. Just like, oh, wow, she's pretty. But, but there like often her. are like status things, and I do wonder. Adventure Time. It's a princess. Yeah. Princess. Okay. Ice lady. Okay. You got don't it. Write, you nailed it. Don't write in about this. All right, whatever. We don't know what we're talking about. But it is a trope in anime that I don't see where there's just like this perfect, rich, smart, beautiful. You're a rich girl. Girl who's mysterious and the, the boy wants to know more about her. On the old man's money. Um, I, I forgot this is not as relevant anymore, but I mentioned the Funimation app being the superior app, the best way to watch this, but I made like a free account uh, which I will pay for using Patreon funds now because uh, it was a good experience. Except when I went to watch the show, a pop-up came up and was like, this has mature content. You need to update your settings on the website. So I had to go to a separate website on my goddamn phone and be like, I'm an adult. I want to see big anime titties. And then I was able to access the show in Hooray. far better quality. Another note that I have here is I, I like how scary this girl is when she puts the fucking stapler and razor blade in his mouth. It's very scary. Jackie loves terrifying women. I That is true. And as the man married to her, I'm terrified. No. <laughs> what you do you mean no? Why are you so... No, that you're like, I like movies about women that go crazy. Yeah. Something you've said many times. <laughs> when they like are serial killers and stuff or... I sleep in the same bed as you. Like, oh my God. Um. So, oh, n- never mind. The listeners don't need to know about weird, weird sh- shit that I... I don't need to know. Read about... <laughs> All right. Uh, um, Listeners. Anyway, so. Actually, send me anime about just like women going crazy and like taking over people's lives or like cutting open another person and stuff. uh, Okay. Send me all those. But listen, (laughs) but I'm a sweet person who would never hurt a fly. I just like. You know, you're quoting like the end of Psycho basically there. I mean, it's. I know it's a phrase, but whatever. Cute but psycho, like that little bunny in, in Hot Topic. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so the first two episodes are we about have a new this. Patreon tier where uh, if you donate enough, Jackie will murder Mark. Yeah, I know. I was just. I knew you were gonna say that. And the dollars are like not that, that not that much. Um, so the first two episodes are about this girl who doesn't weigh that much, and it turns out she said like that she at some point encountered a crab which they find out is a god 
in crab form that took all of her weight away from her and she wants it back although i don't know she doesn't quite say why we later learn at some point she's getting dressed after like showing off her bod she's like what's well, hard for me to pick clothes because they're all very heavy to me um but uh, then as time goes on through these two episodes by the way also when she's in the shower and i thought it was just like his imagination we see her in the shower like her silhouette and her washing herself and then at one point, they show her covering her breasts, and then they show her ass, and she smacks her own ass. Yeah, in the shower. So I wanted to ask you guys, do you smack your own ass in the shower? I'm going to start. You're going to start doing it? Yeah, just to make sure it's... Uh, it's going to sound different when it's, it's clean. still tight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Not in the shower. I'll slap my own ass, but not in the shower. That's, well, you're an American. You can do that whenever you want. You should. Yay. It's your right. Um, Can I have... I have a Japanese question for you. These cheeks do not run. Mark, since you're a Japanese expert, Jap- Nihongo uh-huh. expert. Yep. What, how do you say expert in Japanese? I don't know. Okay. You, you failed already. <laughs> um, so she says... Well, I guess this is anime, not really Japanese. This is a... You j- could say Jozu means skilled. Okay. This is the anime question, I guess, more so than Japanese, but it's related. Um, so she like i think she knows she she knows about tropes and stuff she was like like you could say i'm sundere or sundere Sundere, yeah and uh in his head he's like you're more like tundra and i'm like i don't know what that is it's just that how they say tundra in japanese they have to start with the tsu sound okay so he's like tsundere more like tsundora okay so instead of tsundere you're more like a tundra which is a big cold thing what is a he's saying you're like an ice queen I see. What is a tsundere? Tsundere is, it's a trope in anime where it's a mixture of the tsun type and the dere or yandere type, which is one is like, you're just very cold and withdrawn and like, that's awful. I hate this gift. Fuck you. Yeah. And the other one that's like very aggressively happy and nice. And so it, it's a popular character type of a girl who seems very cold and distant, but secretly is like, oh, I love it. I love that he did that. Or like... Can it be that they're secretly cute or is it that they secretly like you? They they, uh, they dislike you, but really they secretly are warm to you. I think it's both really. It's okay. like, it's personality based. Okay. Not, it's not appearance thing. I see. Um. So yeah. So it makes a full metal panic, full metal alchemist reference. Like yeah. They start, she started talking about what elements she was or something. She yeah. says equivalent exchange, yeah. which I don't, mm-hmm. which I think is an alchem, an alchemy principle but yeah i was wondering if it was an anime reference because she also full-on references uh dragon ball um in episode three um she says something about shenron uh stopping oh right right because right. she wants know. to grant him a wish right but That's like I, I initially yeah clocked that as being uh more fourth wall breaking but i do think young teenagers in japan know about character tropes and dragon yeah. ball and the fact that he's like oh you know about those characters and she brings up moe a bunch which is yeah. a certain type of cuteness um so yeah we we find out that through this ritual that this priest kind of guy who is the same voice actor as rohan uh oh. one, once again uh, it was a certain phrase or word he said and i was just like is that rohan and it is mr sakurai i forget his name um and the lead character is the same voice actor as uh zetsubo sensei or whatever the guy's name is from uh, that show that i watched um the priest um, asks her in an interview process part of this ritual of getting her her weight back and confronting the crab god. You know, like, what is the 
what did he say? Like, what's the hardest moment in your life or something like that? And yeah, she he asked her a series of questions and one of them is, uh, well, some of them she refuses to answer, which right. I respect. Because I think they, they would be about uh, Koyomi, about the guy in the room. Because oh, it was think? like, who is your biggest crush? Tell me about a crush. Or whatever. Or yeah. Tell me about something. And I think they both could be sexy questions. I um, don't know about that. But anyway, yeah, she's like, uh, so my mom fell in. This was a painful question. Painful Painful memory. memory. She fell in with a cult and cult leader. And the cult leader came to our house, tried to force himself upon me. I uh, hurt him in self-defense. And that they in turn penalized my mom for that. And then she and her mom became totally estranged, I think. Her mom didn't die, right? They're just... No. No. Totally estranged. separate. And we don't know about her dad's situation. Uh, oh, no, we do know. that's She moved to this mansion with her father um, alone because her father is some big shot overseas and has a bunch of money. And so we get all of this backstory for her really rapidly at one point. The crab shows up. There's a bunch of kanji on it. I don't know what it says. Yeah. Probably wait or crab. Um, <laughs> and and uh, the priest's plan. Well, only, like, it seems like only she and the and the guy, Oshino, sees it. Yeah. And the priest is like, our plan is that you just ask for forgiveness. Because these gods usually don't care that much about human matters. And if you just beg for forgiveness, they'll be like, fine. And so she kind of like freezes up. The crab attacks her, pins her to the wall. And then the priest does like a judo throw uh, of the Mm -hmm. crab over his back onto the ground and goes to stomp him. But she's like, wait, I was just startled. I'll try it now. And she gets down on her hands and knees and begs to get her weight back so that she weighs the normal amount. And she says, sorry. And thank you. She says, give back my mother. Um, And she's like, I accept whatever, whatever the weight and the feelings and the bad things. Right. It's like a metaphor for her not wanting to have the guilt and, um, the sorrow of losing her mom like that was her at some point kind of compartmentalizing or putting away all of her pain and that's the weight Mm -hmm. that is missing from her but it also meant that she uh isn't as full of a person Mm -hmm. because she doesn't have that pain in her life so it's kind of her confronting that and being like i'm gonna grieve i'm gonna have pain i'm gonna confront this because i want to be a person even though it's heavy and it's hard to deal with uh and the crab gives it to her I initially thought this was going to be like an eating disorder type thing because when Ashino first says like you have to want the problem to be solved, I thought mm. it was going to be like that she wanted the crab to make her weightless, but it ended up being something weirder. Uh, but yeah, I thought this first arc was really promising. The only thing that annoyed me about it, well, the, like the stylistic quick cutting stuff, but like in episode two, like. I thought her and Ari just like are what is the guy's name? Aradagi. But I think his first name is Koyomi. Koyomi. Like I thought their conversation just like dragged and dragged and yes. that continued in the third episode and after a while I was just like, shut up. Yes. I I I agree. Miles, I wrote down in my notes, I don't know, this conversation is dumb. They're just going around in circles. Well, in episode two, I think that was definitely true. I think we missed something. And it's a lot of Japanese stuff. There's like wordplay that we're totally blind to and they talk about their standard deviation, which I guess is a test score thing. Like they're comparing intelligence. Uh, I think that's what happened at one point. Uh, maybe it's like how how far away are you from the, like how above average are you or whatever. Yeah, because it, it was weirdly contextualized where she said something about him being an idiot 
And then he fires back and then she goes, my standard deviation is this. And I thought she was being like, I judge you as a moron with an with a standard deviation of what and what. Mm-hmm. But then he gave his own standard dev, and I was like, what the fuck? Are they just arguing about one specific thing she said? So I actually, uh, so Miles, we actually did not finish episode three. Uh, something came up today. And so we are missing the last 10 minutes of it or so. But the first half of it, at least, is mostly a conversation. And I found their conversation there to be easier to follow. Um, I, I, I didn't, it's not so much following it. It's just like, I felt like it wasn't going anywhere. Mm. Like, because they introduce this idea that, like, there's the little girl at the beginning who seems to be lost. And then they just talk about something else for the rest. Like, it's just this very teasing conversation where she's like, I'll grant you a wish. And then she proposes like multiple ways that she could grant this wish that like in the end, she acknowledges like she knows that she won't ask for them. So it just seemed like a long, pointless like tease of him. Yeah, it was like another like, I'm going to be totally sexual in front of you by offering all these things. And then when you don't take it, I'll be like, yeah, I wasn't going to anyway. Because she did the same thing when she was naked before. And she was like, I'm rewarding you and I'm showing off. Don't you have anything to say? And he's like, you have a nice body. And she's like, that's pathetic. By the way, when she was naked coming out of the shower and he's like, just get a towel and wrap yourself, wrap it around you like a normal person. And she's like, towels are for poor people. <laughs> Dude, that was weird. I tried <laughs> to square like that, that in my head. I'm like, how could you even like, I mean, she's just saying stuff, right? But yeah. like, how could you even square those things? Yeah. I threw out all my towels after that line. I don't <laughs> want to seem like I'm not classy. You're filthy rich. You just have... I'm, I'm incredibly wealthy. Oh, my God. To, to all the listeners out there, uh, I burn all the Patreon money. I was going to say, Miles, we're going to lose our patrons <laughs> when they realize that you could just sponsor animation studios and stuff. Like, you could have people make anime of us. And by the way, it wasn't ethical the way I earned my money. I, <laughs> In I case ex- you were wondering. Like, purely exploiting people. Like, it's not... It's not good. Wow. I thought you made a quality product at a fair price. No, 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 no. People <laughs> suffer. Yeah, we do rich. that, but they people have to suffer for it. Um, I like that in the beginning of episode three when she approaches him, and this is after she's gotten her like self back and kind of seems like her personality was different at the end of episode two. She's like friendlier to him. Right, because she got her weight back, Mark. Yeah. That's what I'm telling you. She She's yes. not emotionless anymore. She's not a robot yeah but at episode three a she, sex she, robot anymore. she goes back to being more sex and insulting she calls him stupid and what i love though is in the beginning she's like oh i was walking by the park and i thought someone dumped a dog corpse here and then i realized it was you and i really liked that imagery the idea of just looking and being like oh someone dumped an animal on corpse uh can someone tell me by the way on top of the middle of the park where they're sitting there's this like picture of a flame it's like a sculpture and it's very familiar to me is it a japanese national symbol or is it a beer symbol i think or something it's like a stylized it looks like an olympic torch maybe that's what it's supposed to be i'm gonna feel really dumb when i look it up but um yeah it just felt very familiar this is another enormous thing this playground is huge yep oh yeah i agree it's way too large how many children are there in japan well, I think it's more like the children are huge. <laughs> the kids are all huge. I don't um, know. What do you call it? Fucking uh, something else I should mention, by the way. The, there, there was a light novel back in 2006 or whatever. 
Then there was this anime in 09. They started a manga only last year. So there's that. Weird, huh? Anyway, it's almost the Asahi flame. It's almost the beer from the Asahi uh, building, which looks really stupid, but it's like got a circle. Listeners, write in if you understand iconography in ways that I don't. So this episode is like the beginning of a second arc, which I guess will focus on this lost little girl. And they just didn't get to it at all in this episode, and that bothered me. Yeah, like I said, I had to stop watching, but they definitely spent more than half the episode. So like the beginning, there's this lost girl. He notices her in the park, and then we get like a new opening song and animation Mm -hmm. that's pretty cool. Which I guess there will be a new one for each arc. Which is cool. I like that. Cause I think it's too much. No, it's I'm not going to watch any of them if I can I like anime, anime. And I like the music. <laughs> and it was very good pictures. Um, yeah. But then, yeah, they do spend a bunch of talking, which also feels like something that Shaft Animation Studio is, I don't know, good at, at least to me. Because when I think of Zetsubo Sensei, there's a lot of talking and a lot of wordplay. Uh, you know, most of which I was just like, yeah, I don't know what this is, but you're saying it with gusto. And so I'm going to keep listening. Um, but I, I also understand that that might be alienating to some people. Still, I find this show intriguing. Miles, so how did episode three wrap up? Uh, what, did they just talk the entire time? No, he finally decides to approach the little girl and she rebuffs him a number of times because he's a creepy high school kid and she's a little girl. Um, but then he ends up just like wrestling her and like knocking her out for a second. Oh no. Uh, and then eventually the older girl comes over. I forgot her name already. Shitagi? Shitagi comes over and goes Hitagi. like, uh, what are you doing? And they find out that the girl is holding a note that has an address on it. And that's why she's looking at the map. <laughs> and Hitagi happens to know how to get there. And they're like, oh, okay. This older girl knows how to get there. We'll follow her. And then the episode ends. Wait, who's like this older girl? Hitagi who's... is the older girl. Oh, you said it like this older girl knows how to get there. You mean like he says to the little he girl? He says that to the little girl. Like, oh, um, okay. In Hitagi my head, she knows... was still knocked out. They so they rouse her and they're like, hey, wake up, wake up. <laughs> okay. Uh, the, we can help you get to where you need to go. So like there's an entire episode that starts this new arc and we learn nothing about like what's happening with this girl. It's just them, like, it's just Titagi teasing Koyomi the whole time. Yeah, and I mean, you could argue there's some character development. I I don't remember what it was, though, but I do remember all the sexual stuff because it was a little like, yeah, they kind of already did this where she very much is, like, offering a lot of sexual energy and sexual talk, and he's clearly uncomfortable, but in a way that he's like, but I kind of like it because he thinks at one point that she's going to confess her love for him. And then she still says, like, because we'd be good friends. And he's like, fuck. Um, But then he doesn't oblige on it because uh, that's just not what people do. People people usually don't get approached so very opaquely and uh, aggressively. But, uh, you know, if you're in, like, a media for adolescence and it's the beginning, you don't normally go like, yeah, you know what? Let's fuck. Uh, But, you know, it's sort of exhausting when you feel like they did that in one episode and you've seen this kind of trope conversation a bunch of times. Uh, but I'm still interested in this show. I'm glad that they didn't just discard Hitagi uh, because even though she's absolutely prone to tropes and stuff, Mm -hmm. um, I wouldn't like the show if it was just this guy meets different weirdo girls every two episodes yeah, or whatever, like a monster of the week, but it's a babe of the week. So I was, I was glad when she showed up in episode three, uh, in her new outfit. 
She's uh-uh. still an interesting character, I think. Yeah. I, I want to know just, how she can hide all those tools in her body. I think, uh, yeah, true. I, I find her their conversations annoying still. Does she have, pa- she doesn't have powers at all anymore. She's just like a regular person now. Well, now she can weigh up to 40 kilograms, maybe. Oh, wow. What a power. Um, Yeah. Overall, I give this show a bake out of monogatari. How about you guys? I think it's fine. I wouldn't yeah. keep watching it. Damn it. I think it's really high-minded, uh, but they just saddle it with a lot of annoying stuff, and I wish they would get to the point. I think I would really like it if I was me in high school. What? If I was in high school. Me. My high school self. My high school self would like Are this Are you anime. saying you would like this if you were back in high school? I would like this... My high school self would like this anime. Okay. Yeah. All right. Doesn't my current self? If, if my Jackie's current high self, school self does was not brought like forward, it. for example. Well, my current self thinks right. it's okay. My current self thinks it's okay. My high school self would keep watching it. You're thinking in that like slaughterhouse five alien way of like all time exists at the same time. So it's like your high school self still exists and would feel a way about this show. But it's not in the past. But, and it came out in 2009. Yeah. I was not in high school in 2009. I was correct. I was in college. College. So I probably wouldn't like it. When it but if it went back in time. This is how we rate shows now. We figure out what age would we not like this show anymore. Right. So I ask you, Jackie, if you. Well, were, no, there could be shows where like I would at no age would I enjoy it. You well, know? then that's a infinite score. Or, or maybe I'm like. I don't know. Maybe in 10 years, my tastes will change enough that I'll like this. <laughs> well, what age would you stop liking this show? 21, 22? Do you think Jackie about to graduate college would be like, this show's cool? No. Wow. So this gets a less than 20 maybe. Yeah. Okay. I think 19. Wow. Miles? Um... Would you have liked it when you were younger? I would give it up to 21. I was bored a lot in college. <laughs> okay. Me, I, I don't know. I think I need more, uh, I need more sample material, hmm. I think. Um, but this could be 30 plus. Who knows? Mark, who does not hate the aesthetics of the show, could be uh, giving it a higher rating. Um, I think that's it for this podcast, though. We don't have anything else to say. Show is interesting. Yeah, this is the last episode of no. We we have a lot more oh. to do. We owe people. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening. If you want to tell us your thoughts on Bake Monogatari or pretty much anything at all, you can follow us on Twitter. We are at JJB Pod. You can send us your longer thoughts, but not too long. Try to think of it as like a one big tweet. You can email jojosbizarrepod at gmail.com if you have thoughts on this anime or JoJo or want to tell us to watch something else. We might not do it because if you want to support us, you go to patreon.com slash jjbpod. Please leave us a nice review and five stars on iTunes. I would love to see us get to 100 reviews, 100 ratings, uh, especially if they were all good ones because then we'll make it to the top. Please. Have a great week, everyone. Stay out of uh crabs's ways stay out of see you in december stay out of trouble what what'd you say i said see you in december Ooh. Oh, this was a very messy ending goodbye bye <laughs> bye